Hey, this is Hoops Coaching A to Z with me, Coach Terry Canova. We are going to talk about everything possible dealing with hoops and other sports. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. So without further ado, let's get to this week's podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm, I'm excited about our guest today. I've known about this guy a long time, and in the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years, we've become good buddies. Uh, Coach Ronnie Arrow has, a, uh, has an amazing background, 20-plus years of college coaching, uh, National JUCO Coach of the Year a couple times, Sunbelt Southland Conference Coach of the Year, and just just a, a great coach, but more importantly, a, a super guy. Spent some time at uh, San Jacinto Junior College, two times at South Alabama, was a Junior World Cup uh, coach, Texas A&M Corp- Corpus Christi. I can go on and on, but uh, we'll let him talk a little bit. Uh, welcome, Coach Ronnie Arrow. Yeah, I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Uh, you picked a topic that uh, everybody is interested in. For, for, for sure, for sure. Um, the, the, the topic that Coach and I are going to dig into today is it's officiating. And the, I was telling Coach off, off, off the mic earlier that it, it, it kind of piqued my interest recently because I've, I've gone down a rabbit hole and, and listening to this stuff on Tim Donahue and this NBA referee scandal and 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 we're not going to get into the weeds of, of that part of it but but I think officiating is is something that we all deal with particularly in as coaches and and more importantly I think there's a little bit of a psychology behind dealing with officials I, I know myself I've had a great rapport with officials over my 30 years of coaching and and I think I've gotten thrown out once and, uh, and, and I've only gotten, I think, Coach, I've only got one technical since I've been in Mobile for 16 years. One technical. You tell me a little bit of You might be in the Guinness World Book of Records for that. <laughs> that uh, that's an astounding uh, record uh, there. You know, people think that officiating is easy. When I was a graduate student and coaching at Sam Houston State, I officiated uh, high school games, uh, some junior colleges, and even some prison games. Uh, people say uh, they're in Huntsville, Texas, where they have the prisons, and they say, oh, my gosh, how did you control those guys? And it was real simple. If they gave us any problems, they didn't get to play anymore. So they shut that down real quick. But the game of officiating and I think uh, the opportunity to officiate I think every coach ought to officiate before they coach. Uh, I think that it would give them a learning device that they would respect the officials more. And I'm not so sure all parents shouldn't officiate uh, before they come parents too, where they would would appreciate it more also. Coach, I I think you're exactly right. I I, I know, you you know, I've always been, like I said, I've always had a good rapport with officials. And I think, I think it started because I'm big into the sports psychology stuff. I, I believe I, I'm, I'm 
bought in into sports psychology. And you and I both know those guys or make mistakes just like everybody else. And in my opinion, I think if if you have a good rapport with officials and you treat them with respect and you don't try and make them look silly out there, I think when there's a 50-50 call or there's something that's, and there's a lot of those in our sport, and you know that, I think you, you're going to be more likely to get those calls if, as opposed to if you, you were a jerk with them. The biggest, the biggest thing I, I think, number one, when you say officiating, as a coach, I always, one word, I always look for, consistency. If you're going to allow and not call a foul till there's a bone showing, then do it the whole game. If you're going to call every ninny picking foul that there is, call it from the start of the game all the way till the end of the game. I think where uh, officials get in trouble, they're wishy-washy. They'll start out under, they call everything, then they don't call anything. And coaches get upset with that. As long as they're consistent, uh, you know, in my coaching career, a lot of people think I got technicals every game. Uh, I didn't. Uh, you have to have good assistance. I'll say that too, to, to sort of reframe you now and then. But the bottom line is, is that no officials, no games. And the word is respect. You have to respect the officials, like you said, and they have to respect you. Uh, in the college world, you have to also understand if you're a mid-major and you're going into a high major, you're 12 to 15 points down to start with. Now, maybe that's assuming too much, but I tell you what, uh, when we would go play the big boys, when we would go play the Alabamas, the Florida States, the Floridas, you had to play flawless ball to have a chance. And if it got within the last, if it was close, the last two minutes, uh, I, I, I don't know about uh, equality. Uh, but the bottom line is you can't just go in thinking you're going to get screwed. You got to go in and accept the fact they're going to make errors. They're going to make errors both ways. But you're right. You have to, there's some psychology to it. And you have to uh, go strong sometimes. And then there's sometimes you got to let off and you have to know when and where. Well, I, I think you make a good point about a smaller school going into a, a high major. Because again, I think again, the, the psychology in that these guys may in their best intention, not want to screw anybody. They may want to call the perfect game, but at the same time, I do understand that they know if you're playing Alabama and, and, and you're at South Alabama, those guys want to be sec officials and they want to shine a light on that as much as possible because they would rather be an SEC official than a Sunbelt official or a Southland Conference, Conference official. So, so, so you, you, make, you make a really good point about that. So whether intentional or unintentional, I, I, I do see how, how that could happen for sure. Yeah, it is. And, and they have to watch out too because when they come in, whether they like it or not, and they're in the SEC and they're playing a Sunbelt school or another one, they understand that they're an SEC official. They understand where they get their paychecks from. And, but you have to understand that. 
And you can't, as a coach, show, all right, players, uh, to your players, all right, we're going to get screwed tonight, so y'all go out and let's just do the best that we can. No, you got to go into the game saying, hey, look, we got the best officials there are. We got SEC officials. Uh, if something goes good for us, just wave your hand to them, say appreciate it. If something goes bad, don't get a frown on your face because what you don't want to do is upset officials. And they're human, and they will get upset. I think the biggest thing besides consistency was important. It used to irk me when I would watch games on TV or if I was calling a game where the coaches would go down and watch you as a coach more they watch the game. Yeah. And that does happen. And again, I'll say they are human. And if you get a little burr in them, uh, they will watch you closer. And the good ones now, the good officials, will come down and probably put their hand over their mouth and say, hey, Ronnie, you know, I might have missed that one, but I'm going to call as good as I can for you. Just just go with me. And so they calm you down, and they make you think that you're on the side. Those are the good officials, and there's a whole lot of good ones out there. I, I, I agree. And, you know, on a much lower level, when, when we're dealing with uh, high school girls basketball, in which, which I deal with, the <clears throat> thing I tell mine, you know, because we know – if, if we go outside of Mobile and, and let's say we're going up to uh, the, the middle, middle part of Alabama and we go into a small town, I've got enough good sense to know that those coaches at that school have a better relationship with those officials than I do. And so the thing I tell our girls is, number one, don't expect any calls to go your way. The, the best you can hope for is that the game is called fairly. Don't expect any favors. And, and, and just like to piggyback what you said, also, you make sure you don't respond to any of those calls. Because the last thing you want to do is have those officials thinking, okay, here's a bunch of spoiled little brats from Mobile coming up here thinking they're going to get all these calls. And now you're not going to get any. And so, so the, the thing that I constantly harp on our girls is control what you can control. And you can absolutely not control that referee's whistle. And, and then the, uh, responding to the other thing you mentioned is you've got to adjust to the officiating. Because you're right, some nights they're going to let you beat the heck out of each other. And then other nights you blow on somebody and, and, and you'll get a whistle. You know, as players, you've got, you've got to adjust to that. And, and again, you know, our theme of this podcast is, is becoming better coaches and, and this and that and the other. And, and, and it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a part of life. You've got to be able to adjust to the, to the circumstances you're dealt in life. And, and, and basketball is just a, just a product of that. You're very fortunate when the big schools will play you because they're going to give you a pretty good sum of money to go play in, unless you're playing in the NCAA tournament or in a tournament somewhere. So you've got to respect that also. Uh, don't think for a second if it's a close game and it gets down to the last two minutes that those big-time coaches aren't going to work those officials that call in their conference. So you have to adjust. Now, you can't just sit back and take getting messed over. You can't do that either. I mean, there's a fine point there. And, again, I think the one word is just consistency. Uh, if, if you're calling it loose, if you're calling it loose 
and then you go into the last minute and then all of a sudden you start not calling uh, or you start calling it real tight. Then it go and it goes against you. Then you think, all right, here it comes. Now we're, now we're going to get it. But you know, you have to stay as positive as you can. Uh, it's the real world out there and you're going to play the big boys and you just hope that the officials that are in there are going to call it as consistent as they can for 40 minutes or 32 minutes or 40 minutes, whatever it might be. And that's all you can ask for as a coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, going back to one of the things you said earlier, I, I think, I think you're 100% correct. How I think all coaches and I think all parents should, should have to officiate at some point uh, because you know, it, it, it it's become, unfortunately it's become one of those jobs that nobody wants. I mean, you see, you see things in the newspaper all the time. I mean, there was a, a young female official uh, just, just a couple weeks ago that got punched in the eye at like a T-ball game. I mean, it's just absurd the way some of these parents act. And I, and I think it's become the norm for, for people to just think it's funny or, or just to, to, to berate officials. I, I know I, I started, football officiating about three years ago and I really I really thought I knew the game of football and when when you become a, a real official I, I think you get a better appreciation for what officials do because I mean I'm telling you coach I thought I knew the game but I had to study and I had to I, I really had to dive in deep because there's a lot of intricacies involved in officiating that no one would ever dream of. I mean, I know just thinking about football officiating, I, I joked with my wife, I was a line judge. And the first thing you got to do is count the players on the team. Well, if you play, if you're out there officiating a, a, a team that's, uh, that's playing a fast paced offense and they get to, they, they're getting players in and out. Hell, it was hard enough for me just to count to 11, much less throw a flag on, on a holding penalty, you know, so there's so many things involved. I, I think you're right. I think people should have to do it so they can better appreciate what those guys do. If you could coach before you played, uh, you'd be a much better coach and player. Okay. Uh, if you could officiate before you sat up in the stands, uh, you'd be a better spectator. Or if you were official, the same thing. Trust me, the worst thing that can happen as a player on your team or another team to look up in the stands and see their parents going nuts, that's going to trigger their son or daughter uh, in a lot of cases, not all cases, but uh, in a lot of cases. So, you know, the way our society has come, uh, everybody thinks that they can do and say what they want to without any repercussions. And uh, for us to have games, for us to be able to go and play the, the, the best sport, in my opinion, and play the game, you have to have officials and you have to have people that are going to get out there and call. And you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be fair. Now, in most cases, uh, I know in high school, they might make $100, $200, whatever it might be. In college, <clears throat> These officials are getting paid good money. And one of the best things that has happened to equal and to make it a level playing 
if you go play the big boys or something, is called TV. You don't want to get out there and all of a sudden start making crazy calls and it's on TV. So then people are watching you and you don't, they take pride in, in their game also. So I've sort of noticed that TV games, those officials are a lot more lenient. Uh, they're a lot more happy going, but they're taking care of business more. I think this year, and I, most coaches agree with me. I went to the first high school game to see some of my kids that I tutor uh, play. And I saw it from the ground level high school games. I said, man, they're letting them play this year. I went to another high school game. Man, they're letting them play. They're not calling every little ninny pick and foul. Then I watched the college games. And in my opinion, from high school on up to college, it was a lot better because they let the kids play and not calling every little ninny pick and foul that there was. And I enjoyed it a lot more of the games. Well, you, you, you mentioned TV coach, not, not just TV, social media. If social if a, media, if a referee yeah. messes, misses a call, you can, you can guarantee somebody's going to rewind that call they're going to get their cell phone. They're going to video that thing and they're going to plaster it all over Twitter and Lord help them. If the right or wrong person tweets that thing out because the, the world will see it, you know, and, and, and that, that's a reality now. So you, so you're exactly well, right. Yeah. One of the worst things is if you miss a call, boy, it went by, went by real quick and you miss it is one thing. But if you miss a call because you're not knowing the rules, uh, you're asking for problems. Uh, you're asking for problems, especially if it's on TV or one of those games. As an official, and for what you get paid, again, at the at the college level, and a lot of high school games, they're making good money now. Uh, you've got to know the rules, and you've got to be able to blow that whistle and handle what just happened in a heartbeat, and then going down the court when you call it, be emphatic about it. Don't be wishy-washy about it where people, well, did he really mean to call that or not? Uh, know it, do it, and go on down the court. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, I tell my players all the time, I say, you know, if, if you watch, let's say if you watch professional basketball on TV, those guys and ladies have instant replay now, and they still miss calls. And so, and, and those are the elite and then you go down, and like you said, now you got the SEC officials or the Big Ten or the ACC officials, and now you go down even more. And now you got uh, lower conference officials, the Sun Belt, the Southland, whatever, and you go even lower. Then you got JUCO officials, and then you got this. And when you get all the way down to high school girls basketball, you got people that are new in many cases or just doing it as a hobby or doing it as a little side job. And so the thing I tell ours is understand they're going to make mistakes. Goes back to what you keep saying over and over. It's consistency. But, but the thing that I remind mine of is th these are young officials. These, these aren't professional officials. They are going to make mistakes. You do your job. You can control what you can control and let them officiate the game. 
Um, I think we're pretty blessed in Mobile. Uh, I, I think our officials association is 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 really good. Uh, you know, one of the things that's that, that's happening right now, and I don't even know if you're aware of it. Uh, we, we we may have two associations next year, and 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 so you know that's kind of a work in progress. We're not quite sure how that's going to going to work out yet. Uh, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. But but regardless, I, I think. It, it, you know, from top to bottom, we've got pretty good officials in, in Mobile. And, and, and so, again, control what you can control. The, the, the point about the parents, the, the, the only thing I tell our parents most years in our parent meeting is this. Look, go support your daughter. You know, have fun. But understand, if every time the referee blows a whistle, you complain, it becomes white noise to that official. You know, if it happens once a game, okay, maybe, you know, but if every time the official blows the whistle, they can't be wrong every time. And so what you wind up, what you wind up doing is embarrassing yourself if you do it on every call, because like you said, you can't be wrong on every call. No, I hate to hear that y'all are going to have two groups uh, next year because I mean, you'll just have to, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know why they would do it, but uh, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it would seem like it would water down uh, the officials uh, because you have in any, in any occupation, you've got the good, you got the next in line, you got the almost good, you got the average, and then you got the bad. You take away and divide up the good, then all of a sudden games that you would be having all good for the big games, you might be getting a good and an average because there's not enough in each group. So, you know, I hate to hear, I don't know why they would do that, but that's, that's uh, uh, whatever it is, I hope it works out. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know all the details yet. It's, it's just kind of something that's, that's happened in the last week or so. And, 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 and quite honestly, we're, we're all, you know, talking to other, other, coaches right now and, and I've reached out to some officials to find out you know hey what, what direction are we going I think right now everybody's just kind of sitting back and wondering what's going to happen you know because as a coach I mean we you know I think I've got a pretty good idea who the top 20 30 officials are in Mobile you know so what I'm going to do is I'm sitting back and I want to know what association are they going to be a part of before 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 I decide Will they combine in a game, the two? I, Coach, I, I, I really don't know that yet. It, it's, uh, it, it's all, it's why, all kind of new. Yeah. Why, why, would, why would they do that in a town this size? Why, well, never mind. Yeah, you know, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. The higher uh, knowledgeable people that, you know, uh, do their things and have control, they're going to do what they're going to do. But I just, you know, I think it's going to water down the number of good officials that you have, unless they do combine them, the number of good officials in each group. It, it, it will, you know, it, it can't help but, but do that. And, and the other thing is, you know, uh, and again, the dynamic of it is, is still, still a little bit confusing to all of us. I mean, what if, you know, let's say just hypothetically, uh, let's say UMS right, we're part of one association and St. Paul's is part of another association. So, so now we go play St. Paul's at their place. 
we got this set of officials. They come play us at our place. We got a different set of officials. You know, uh, I mean, you know, all of these are good guys and girls. I mean, surely there's no go- not going to be any animosity, but but still, you know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's uh, unique. It, very it's unique. a shame. It's a shame that people in upper levels um, that make decisions put people and organizations in jeopardy because of the decisions that they make just because of what you just said. You know, why put more pressure on, well, they got their officials this time and then they got calls at the end of the game and then they got theirs at there. Why would you do that and put more pressure on the officials and the coaches to understand and the fans? You can't leave the fans out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very unique. Like I said, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed mainly because I think we have a great association. Again, I mean, the, the fact that, that I've coached at UMS now for 16 seasons, I've gotten one technical and I've scratched one person one time. And it was that knucklehead that gave me a technical. I'm not going to bring his name up. And, and, and the only reason I got heated in that particular game was because you know me and these officials know me. I'm not going to waste my time yelling at officials during the game. I've got enough to worry about with my own players. Well, this particular official just made a call that was just God awful. And I didn't embarrass him. I didn't do anything too embarrassing. I called him over and wanted to ask him uh, what, what happened? What did I miss? And he throws the old hand up in my face, you know, and, and doesn't even talk to me. And, 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 and that just really rubbed me the wrong way because it was obvious by his reaction, he knew he was wrong. Uh, and for whatever reason, he, he, he wasn't having none of me. So uh, anyway, I, I, but that's my only, that's the only guy that, that, that has gotten to the point where I, I, I've scratched them because again, I, I understand these guys make mistakes. I understand things happen. And, 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 and again, I, I, I think we're in a, in a great association here in Mobile and, and hopefully this, this, this new alignment deal works itself out. Hopefully they'll see the end result and leave well enough alone. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that, how that turns out. Uh, well, well, coach, uh, Again, I really, really appreciate you you spending some time here with us. I think I think it's it's it, our podcast. You know, we we've uh, we've reached our thousandth download here uh, yesterday. Um, Ten different countries. I, I think it's a good resource. Or I hope it's a good resource for young coaches to to kind of take lessons. I like getting guys like yourself on here that I respect. That that. Young coaches and and old coaches like me alike can can continue to learn from. Spend spend a couple minutes now and tell us what you're doing now. You're you're local. You're doing some skill work. Tell us about your skill work sessions. Give yourself a little plug and and uh, for the people to be listening to this. Well, I appreciate it. You know, when I got through coaching, it's tough sitting in that chair watching uh, Bonanza and Gunsmoke <laughs> and the Rifleman all day long. Uh, so I decided to do start doing skill work about seven years ago, and it's caught on. Uh, we we have an elite group that we have on Monday nights. That's ninth grade through twelfth grade that 
We had seven different high schools represented last night. We do full court work, uh, probably a fourth of that workout last night. And I told the guys, uh, came from drills, full court and half court, what we did every day at South Alabama. So we do uh, two groups each time. We do it on Sundays and Mondays in Mobile and in Fairhope on Tuesday nights. We have grades three through six uh, going before for an hour and a half. Uh, then we do the grades seven through 12 uh, uh, right after them. And then on Monday nights, we have the elite group, uh, ninth through 12th graders, that we have some of the better ball players, boys and girls. And you'd be surprised. We have girls in this town that will give some of these better uh, guys uh, all that they want. So it works out real well. There's two things, skills and competition. And you get both of them together, then you're going to learn. Well, you know, I've I've had many of ours that 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 have that have done your skill work with you. You know, you know, I think the world of you, and and I know that anytime a kid asks me, you know, where can I go get some skill work? You know, you're the, you're the first person I think about. Uh, and you've got some good you got some good young girls coming up that uh, comes to us, and I get around to watch the ones that come and uh, you know uh, see them play whether it's AAU, whether it's high school ball or that. So I get to, to see them. And I tell you what, we had eight of our kids that went to the sweet uh, 16 this year that played. And um, it's good to see good young talent coming up. There's some really good young talent coming up in the Mobile area. Well, I, I think I think you and, and there's several other uh groups that are getting started that are working on on skill development and and I, and I think it's it's really really benefited uh you know I I've said this before I think one of the things I wish I would have done if I had to go back 16 years at, at UMS uh I'd have done more of was really focus more on that second third fourth grade group because before you know it, those guys are, are, are and girls are, are are dang near middle school, and, and you know they they miss a lot if they wait until the seventh or eighth grade to start developing their skill. So, so by having people like like you out there, it, it it's tremendous for for the growth of our game and the growth of our sport, and and, and we all benefit from it. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, I mean, I don't do AAU. I don't have teams. All I do is skill development. So I take pride in being able to get them skill-wise improved so that they can go play travel ball, AAU ball, and for the high schools uh, to be able to be the best they can be by the time that they get to be juniors and seniors. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, anybody out there in, in the Fairhope, Mobile, uh, Gulf Shores, anybody close, if, if you want to be part of Coach Arrow's uh, skill work, uh, his email address is his first name R-O-N-N-I-E, last name A-R-R-O-W at gmail.com. Uh, I'll also put a little link here on the um, on the uh, podcast. So if anybody wants to reach out to Coach Arrow, uh, it, it would definitely be beneficial to your son or daughter. Terry, uh, we appreciate everything that the coaches do in this area. Guys like yourself, when you go see you coach, you can tell it's just not a coach-player uh, uh, relationship. You take pride and you love those girls 
and uh, the guys also, Coach uh, Knapp and uh, all the coaches uh, at the different private schools and uh, public schools, I think take pride not only in teaching the game of basketball, but teaching life so that these kids uh, can be as good as they can both on and off the court. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. I, I feel very, very blessed to, to be at UMS. I mean, I was one of those coaches that, you know, I was this place for three years and this place for two years and this place for three years and this place for two years. And now I just finished year 16 at, at UMS. So obviously I, I, I love my job. I'm blessed to have it. I, I've got tremendous kids and I do love them. And, and I think, you know, coach, that, that that's, the, that's the start of it. If they got to know you love them before you can chew their butts and challenge them like they need to be challenged sometimes. There's no, there's no question. And it can't be all love and no repercussions. There's got to be both. And uh, you're exactly right. If they feel that you have an honest, sincere interest in them, both on and off the court, you're going to get a lot more out of them on the court. Well, I appreciate you, Coach. I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, th this won't be the last time we have you on here. We'll get you on here from time to time and, and, and check back in. But, uh, but again, thanks for what you do. And, uh, you know, I'm always going uh, to push kids your way if I think they need to get on, get on those skills. Appreciate it, man. Come see us. We'll do it. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you would, give us five stars and a nice review so that we can build our audience and reach more people. See you next week. Thank you.